Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for coming out today uh, for this press conference for Dave Rose. I appreciate everyone being here on this uh, special occasion. The format for this conference will be, um, I'll have a few remarks, and then we'll have an opportunity to have Dave come up and give a few remarks and then answer some questions from the media. We'd ask that the media, if they have questions, would come up to the microphone right here and use that mic uh, to ask the questions of Dave. Um, at the conclusion, uh, Dave won't be answering one-on-one -on -one or doing one-on-one -on -one interviews, so uh, please ask your questions uh, there. And we'll not be answering questions about the future. This day is for Dave. Thank you, Dave. You've given your all to BYU basketball. Your all. On and off the court. And you've accomplished some great, great things. It's only appropriate that we're here in the Marriott Center. We're on this floor. Just one of the accomplishments is your record in this hallowed building is 200 wins, 27 losses. And that's something. I've had the opportunity to travel around the country on assignment for basketball committee the last couple of years, four years. And everywhere I go, I know one thing. The, Dave's peers in college basketball, they think the world of him. They love him. And I could not go anywhere without them pulling me aside and telling me, take care of that kid. They love him. Dave, we respect and love you too. And we can't wait to see you take your rightful place someday in this BYU Hall of Fame. So now we'll hear from Dave Rose, a few remarks and some questions after. Dave. All right. I'll promise you this, I'm the happiest guy in here. But this will be tough. All right, 36 years. 36 years I've been doing this. 20, <clears throat> 22 at BYU. 14 is the head coach. And today's the day that I'm going to retire. I've had a chance to uh, talk with the players and encourage them to move forward and tackle the challenge that's at hand. But most of all, I've had a chance to uh, reflect with my family how lucky I've been. I'm 61 years old and I still haven't worked a day in my life. I've got to play, play with so many great players, and coach so many great players, so many teams, great teams. That's probably what I'll miss the most. I'll miss the most of when we get to the end of June and it's time to start the summer semester and the team moves on and I'll be on another team. I'll be on the team with my wife and with Cheryl, with our grandkids, and I'm going to make that 
just as good as we made this. I've always felt like these are all numbers, just numbers on a page. And people tell me that they're at times pretty impressive numbers. But what, what, what I'll always remember are the, the players, the relationships that I've had with the guys, the coaches. That's one of the things that I'll really miss. These coaches are my best friends, and they have been. I talked to every one of the coaches that have worked for me this morning uh, over the years. I can't thank those guys enough. All right. I've, uh, I've got a couple things that I want to say. One is, how did, how did this happen? And how did we come to this? I've, I've had 10 years of what some doctors have said you're playing on house money, and the house money's been really good to me. And I, I kind of have three coaching pillars for me. One is my mind, a coaching mind, my body, my physical body, a coaching body, and then what I consider to be a coaching soul, which is my heart. My mind, I fought for years. You get tired, you get frustrated, you get mad, you can't figure things out, and I've always been able to talk my mind back into it's time to accept the next challenge. Let's get the next team and let's go. My body would be tired at times, but I could always get myself up and get going. And make, make my body do it. But it's my, it's my coaching soul that has put me here today. Because I, I always tell everybody, you can't trick how you feel. You, you, you can pretend or you can ignore it, but you know inside how you feel. And my coaching soul said it was time. Time to be done. I want to thank the administration, the, not only the athletic administration, Tom and Brian, but, but President Worthen, President Samuelson, and President Richardson, those who have supported me from the university level. Um, it's, it's, it's a pretty unique opportunity for me to coach for 14 years as the head coach and have the same two guys, Tom as the athletic director and Brian as my sport administrator. And to be able to do that is a, a real, I consider to be a real blessing and a real part of the success that we were able to have here. I want to thank the staff members. There's so many people who have made this work. From my athletic trainer, I think Rob Ramos is my athletic trainer, and he's a, the one guy that has been, besides the administration, that has been with me through every team. And... Uh, you know, obviously Tim Lacombe will be here for 12 years, and Terry was here for since my first year. 
Dave Rice, I talked to Dave this morning, John Wardenberg, talked to John, talked to Walter, I mean, Cody Figure, Mark Pope, I talked to all these guys this morning, and uh, this is what I told them. I said, I got to meet with the team this morning, and then I got to meet with the media in the press conference, and I have the banquet tonight. And I don't really know what I'm going to do tomorrow, but I'll promise you it's better than what I'm doing today. <laughs> and uh, that's from my heart. I love BYU. And I love all these players. But most of all, I have my family. I want my family to stand up. Let's give my family a round of applause. Cheryl, come on up here. These people have been through a lot. First week I got here, 22 years ago, we had had a, kind of a tough season before that. Coach Cleveland hired me. My son Garrett, I get a call from the principal of Canyon View High School. He's been a student there for three days. I race out of the office, down to the principal's office. Garrett's been in a fight. Some kids said... <laughs> BYU's team was no good. <laughs> the funniest thing about the whole thing, I told them they're right. I said, gee, you can't fight. <laughs> you can't fight yet, okay? You can't fight yet. It's not, as soon as we're good and they say they're not any good, then you can fight. I'm sure will you say a few things, okay? Oh, I don't know how I feel. I, I go from feeling excited um, for what's next for us um, to sad that there are so many things that we will miss. Um, but I think for me, the biggest emotion that I feel is gratitude. We are so, so grateful for the opportunities that we've had to be here at BYU, to experience this place, to experience the amazing people here, and the, the people that he's been able to work with, um, and the players, they are such good kids. And um, we are forever grateful for them. I think the other thing for me that um, I remember when we had his first press conference, and um, nobody asked me to speak, um, but there was one gentleman that wanted, from the media that wanted to ask me a question, and the question that he asked me was if I was exci excited for the opportunities that we would have to serve. And I remember thinking that was such a weird question, like I just, I don't know, I thought we want to talk about basketball, and 
I think for Dave and I, that has been a truly amazing experience to be in a position where we can, um, we can serve and we can um, help um, raise money. And obviously cancer is um, something that has affected our family deeply and we have been um, blessed to be in a position where we can, could help raise money and further that effort. So grateful to so many people who have helped make that part of this um, a success for us. And most of you are here today and we're so, so grateful. Hopefully we can continue to do um, great things in the future. Uh, we're not going to be far away. I want to, I'm, I'm the biggest BYU fan there is. I hope you guys, Tom, you'll let us come watch some football games and baseball games and volleyball games and yes, basketball games, but we love you and I love this man. And I can't tell you how proud I am of him. I know that he will leave this job with no regrets because he has given it everything he has. He's left it all out there. And that's all he's ever asked his players to do. And that's what he did. And I'm very proud of him. All right, thanks. Thanks to all of you coming. Everyone, everyone here, I appreciate, maybe except the media, all you other guys, <laughs> I appreciate everything that you've done. The media, I, I believe you've been extremely fair over the 14 years and appreciate the coverage. Uh, look forward to watching the next guy deal with it. Um, I wanna answer any questions you have, okay? So I'll sit down over here and uh, hopefully we can make it through this. But you gotta come up, state your name, serial number, what paper you work for, how long you been with the paper. John Kuhn, Associated Press. Um, what, what really went into kind of deciding that this was the time for you to retire? Uh, what were there specific things that happened during the course of the season where you it kind of told you that hey maybe this is time? Well, I don't know. If there's any one specific thing. I, I think that uh, you know Cheryl and I have talked about this day for a long time and uh, wondering how it was going to work. We've stayed at BYU a few times when we had uh, opportunities to leave, and it seemed like we always stayed because of relationships that we had with current players, relationships that I had with coaches. Uh, things that I felt like I needed to accomplish still. And as we looked at those two or three times when we could have left, it's the same feeling that we have right now. The, the reason to not do this is because of the relationships that I have with my coaches and the relationships that I have with my players. But it's going to end someday. And if that's the reason that is like on the very top, that's probably not the best reason to stay. My heart told me it was time to leave. And Cheryl was agreeable and uh, so that's why we're doing it now.
Jared Lloyd, Daily Herald. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate Thanks. all you've done. And talk about the reaction of the players and coaches as you talk to them today and shared this as they're making their own decisions and, and considering their own future. Well, I felt for them. I, I feel for the coaches. We we had a discussion at the end of last week uh, that this was a, was a possibility. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just feel for them. I mean, they're happy for me. They're happy for my you know, opportunity to, to move on and to, to, you know, challenge myself with something else. Um, but they're obviously very concerned for themselves and what's going to happen to their families, and so are we. Cheryl and I spent uh, hours, you know, talking about um, how this will affect each one of the families and their kids and, and uh, our kids and our grandkids and their spouses. I mean, it's, it's, it, there's a lot to this. Um, but the players are the hardest. But I was, I was proud of myself. I did really good with the players. Never cracked. <laughs> like I've cracked here. And all you guys are going to put is all the times I cracked. Just get a nice picture of me, all right, looking really happy, and put that out there. <laughs> all right, next question. Hey, Pat. Patrick Kinahan, formerly the Tribune. Now, now I do a little radio. Yeah. Uh, I can remember talking to you way back when where you were thinking, you know, as a junior college coach, you were scarred. Would you ever be able to get that opportunity? And Steve leaves, and then you get that opportunity, and you do this marvelous job for all this time. You know, outside of maybe winning it all, during your time, which you thought you weren't at a point you weren't sure you were going to get it, and now that you got it and it's done, did you do what you wanted to do? Well, that, that, that's why I feel, and, and I say this with you know, a full heart of truth, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm the luckiest guy ever. Uh, I, I, I got a chance to, uh, to coach at an unbelievable institution that has tremendous tradition, uh, and then watch these guys just flourish. And I, I, I won't leave here with any regrets at all. Uh, as, as far as how hard we worked, how hard we tried, how we tried to do it the right way with the right people. Um, but I, I will leave here wishing we had done a little bit more. And I, I, I played in the Final Four, and I wanted to come here and get our team to the Final Four, and we came close one year. But uh, it, it, it didn't happen for us. And, and that, that's, that'll be something that I... Maybe, hopefully, you know, can see another guy come in here and get it done because uh, uh, these kids work hard and these fans cheer hard and these boosters, you know, they they, they support hard and uh, hopefully someday we can we can find the group that can actually push through and actually get that done for us. Congratulations, Dave. Hey, thanks, Pat. Aaron Pittsburgh with the Daily Universe. Um, first, thank you, the media. We love you. Um, this, isn't, this isn't a good day for us either. Um, when you came in, what was the legacy you were hoping to leave, and what legacy do you feel like you are now leaving? Well, you know, le legacy is hard for me. I, I think legacy is for other people to talk about, as, you know, as far as what we've been able to do while we've been here. Um, uh, the, there's some things I'll be really, really proud of that I am really proud of. Um, you know, one is the 
the fact that our, our, our players came and they were student athletes and 98% of them have graduated with a degree and whatever degree they want, not a degree that the basketball program sent them through. Um, that, that's something that I'm really proud of. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously really proud of um, the, the ability to have a successful team every year. It's hard here at BYU. There's so much, so just so much change. Uh, your players are coming in and out, and you know, you think of what we've been through with the mission change. You know, the kids used to all come in for a year, and then they'd leave, and then come back for three years, and then they started to go on their missions, or you know, before they played, and then came back and played four. That was played four years, and that was a really tough adjustment for us, for our staff. But through all that. We continue to have successful teams, and uh, I, I think every year, I tell my players this every year, that it ends and we want more. We always want more. We wanted more when it ended in the locker room in Las Vegas this year. We wanted more when it ended in the locker room in Philadelphia, and when it ended in the locker room in Anaheim, and when it ended in the locker room in New Orleans. You always want more, and that—that's, I think, what what continues to to drive you. But the bottom line is, sometimes you look and you step back and you look and go, "My goodness, that was pretty good." And and hopefully that's what uh, that I'll be able to do a little bit more of. That man, that was pretty good. I'm really proud of the fact we got the the annex built. Thanks to President Worthen and so many of you in here, your financial contributions, but not just your contributions, your, your support. The way you talked about our program around town and, and got people interested in helping and uh, the, the remodel of this arena, which seems, why would, why would you have any pride in that? Well, they, they put us on this side when I started and then I coached on that side for a few years and then we came back to this side. and. We had half the building blue, and then we had the full building blue, and and then we kind of reorganized the ticket structure, and and all to do all those kind of things, you have to have good teams, and the support of the people, and so I'll be proud of that. But as as far as the legacy is concerned, I hope I hope teams really, I hope people just really had fun watching our teams play. Jay Drew, Salt Lake Tribune. You're, on, you're like me, man. You're on house money. <laughs> I did get a second chance. Yeah, you got a second chance. Um, Dave, you're 23 wins away from the great Stan Watts. Did that play any, into any of your thinking as when you pondered whether you wanted to, to call, call it a <laughs> it, it didn't play into my thinking at all. It, it played into my family's thinking. You know, they were... All of a sudden, are you kidding me? You're going you're gonna to quit now? I mean, but to me, I, I told you, there are numbers on a page. And, and uh, I'm not a big reader, so maybe that's why they don't matter that much. <laughs> but uh, I think that, uh, um, again, like I, like, I, like I just said, that uh, I, I really, what I really hope is that people had fun bringing their families, coming to Marriott Center, watching our guys play, 
leaving with a big win. I mean, 227, my goodness, we had a lot of wins. We had a lot of wins. I hope everybody had fun. Jeff Call, Desert News. Coach, um, you mentioned you talked to a lot of people today for the influence your career you've worked with. What are those conversations like and what it mean to you to, to hear from those people? What do you take for that? Well, you know, it was, uh, it was really kind of fun. It's a fun day. A couple of the guys I felt bad because they played last night and just got beat. And I don't call people after they just got beat because I don't want people calling me after I just got beat. And, uh, but today I thought that uh, I just wanted to have a conversation and thank um, each one of those, those guys who put their heart and soul into my career. And every conversation was tremendous. And, you know, from uh, I had, it, it brings back so many great memories because I got a piece of all their personalities in today. And all their personalities were in the room for, with us for all those wins, the times they were here. And uh, that, was, that was really refreshing and quite enjoyable. Dave, thanks for the, the last 22 years, man. Thank you. I know Jake, uh, my brother-in-law, is very appreciative. He sends his love. Thank you. Um, you know, you, you talk about how this is more than just wins and losses, more than a resume. It's about the players. It's about the families that are involved in it. Can you speak to specific moments, euphoric moments, in your career here at BYU that you had times to, to spend with specific players or teams uh, that you'll think upon fondly? Yeah, I, um, I'll tell you, I've told this story a few times, but, but mostly kind of reserved just for um, smaller groups. But, you know, back in 2011, I think, was the year, and, and we were ranked, we just beat San Diego State, at San Diego State on national TV, and I think we came home and we were ranked three, and it was the first of March or something like that, and uh, you know, we have an issue with one of our players, and I call the captains into my office. I have Logan Magnuson and uh, Jackson Emery and, uh, and uh, Jimmer in, in my office. And I told them the situation, told them the things that were probably going to happen and that, you know, this player wouldn't, wasn't going to be able to play with us for the rest of the year. And... Um, they all kind of gave their reaction of how they thought the team would react. But all positive, because these guys were just, it was a, a group of guys who believed like no other team. And they get up and said, okay, well, I'll meet you down in the locker room and I'll give you guys a chance to talk for a minute and then I'll talk. And um, get these guys fired up and get ready for practice. And so Logan walks out and Jackson walks out. And Jimmer walking is the last one to walk out and then Jimmer pokes his head back in, and he says, hey, coach, now we're going to be missing 12 points and eight rebounds with this player not being able to play. You figure out how to get the eight rebounds, I'll get the 12 points. <laughs> yeah, and he did. I think he had 52 against New Mexico <laughs> in the tournament. 
But uh, there are so many stories of what, uh, you know, I, I've been asked a couple times to, to write a book and never felt like I wanted to write a book because I felt like the best chapter of that book hadn't happened yet. And uh, so now we get to this point and there would be a lot of really good chapters and especially stories of, uh, of players and dealing with their, just their individual challenges and then how they made it, how they overcame really hard things and became stars and have gone on to be unbelievable husbands and fathers and leaders in the community. Thanks for putting up with the media, Dave. <laughs> hey, it's a necessary evil. Take that as a compliment, Coach. <laughs> Jeremiah Jensen, KSL. Coach, you alluded earlier to the fact that you hope the next coach can come in here and have even more success than you. Uh, we know BYU is a unique place. This is a unique job. What advice would you have for the next head coach? What would you tell them, or what advice would you give them to help them be successful here? That's a really good question. And, you know, I thought about, you know, who, who, is, who is the next guy? And um, I, I do know this, that the, the, you know, a lot of people say, oh, the pool's really small. The pool's really big when you consider, and I haven't really documented this, but I kind of think that four out of the last five coaches here at BYU were hired without any Division I coaching experience. When you look at uh, me and Cleve and Raj, Liddell had coached at Utah State and in the pros. Um, I don't know about Frank, but there's a, there's a large net that's got to be thrown out here to find the right guy. And my advice to him, <laughs> it's really easy to say now, but my advice to him is to just try and get outside of yourself and accept the people who want to help you and the people who are here that have no agenda except they love BYU and they want to help these athletes and help these teams to be successful. And th this is a hard thing because it seems like you you kind of lock yourself in your own little room and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then before you know it, you need more help. And so that, that would be my advice. And then the, the, the other thing is, and I'd, I'd give anybody this advice in, in, in any position that they're uh, in, especially position of leadership, is that you find ways to enjoy your day every day. I had a ritual every day that was the funnest part of my day, and that's when I got to meet with my coaches. We'd have a staff meeting, and about the first 20 minutes of every staff meeting, we would make fun of everything that happened the night before <laughs> and laugh and enjoy, enjoy the moment. Knowing that we're all in a grind, knowing that we've all got it, truck facing us coming right at us and we got to figure out how to get out of the way or derail it but um, I, I think trying to find joy in your day in this challenge uh, can really help you get through it
Hi, Coach. Hi. <laughs> this is my daughter, Taylor. My name's Taylor. My media is Taylor Ann Rose on Instagram. <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't. <laughs> um, this is not my turn to speak, but I'm taking it because I'm 22. So of, I mean, I'm 24. So of the 22 years of my life, I've been Coach Rose's daughter, which is one of the greatest privileges. And I'm so proud of you. And I just wanted everyone to know that. So you have done amazing things, but you will only do more amazing things next. So I guess I have to ask a question. Um, what was your favorite game? I don't know. <laughs> Answer your question. I love you, and I'm very proud of you. Well, what I'm really, really happy for is that Taylor is in her second semester of law school, okay? Because <laughs> there was times during the first semester that we wondered if we'd get to the second semester. But she did great, and we're so proud of her. And looking forward to her legally representing me for free for a long time. <laughs> you know, my favorite game, I've been asked that a lot uh, over the years, and really can't ever say how can you pick one game and have it be your favorite game, but I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to feel like I felt after we beat Gonzaga to go to the Sweet 16, and we come home from, we fly into Provo Airport here, and there's four or 500 Cougar fans at 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, it's raining, it's freezing cold. That's, that's when I knew I was at someplace special, really, really special. And people really, really cared. And that's when I, just within the next oh, 72 hours or so, I, I had a couple offers to leave here and go coach somewhere else. And so it's, it's kind of funny that you think, well, maybe that was your favorite game that you played in. And you, but then it caused the most stress that I've ever had in my entire life, trying to figure out who to say yes to and who to say no to. and So there you go. But I, the game in here against San Diego State when everybody rushed the court and I got pinned up against the wall right over there, that was pretty good, good too. Coach Dave McCann from KSL and BYU TV, congratulations. Thank you. You survived 141 pregame interviews with Blaine and myself. <laughs> we tried to come up with different questions, uh, but we appreciated that time with you. It's an emotional day for a lot of us that have uh, been working together for a long time. When they hired Steve Cleveland, I remember we all thought, well, who's this guy? And then he announced his staff, and we all thought, who are those guys? And, and then here we are today, all these years later. Uh, explain what it feels like to bring a program out onto this floor where it is so loud that your players can't hear you as you're talking to them face-to-face and knowing that, that you help create that. You know, that's, that's probably one of the most um, special things in our recruiting is, uh, is this, this building, the Marriott Center. And if we can get a player in the building, you know, before he's committed and he has a real interest, there's a really good chance we're going to get him and he's going to want to come because this is a really special place. And I, I've traveled the world and it's amazing where I find people that come up to me and say my goodness I saw a game in the Marriott Center in 1975 or whenever 
and it, it's you know, that's the loudest I've ever heard in an arena or the, the best place I've ever watched a game. And we traveled to, to Australia one summer with a, a summer team. We've been to Brazil recruiting. And it's amazing how many people uh, in the basketball world actually have um, a, uh, a feel for how special this place is. And, and you know, for me, uh, some of those nights, you know, you, you go home and, you know, you're kind of decompress and you're sitting in a chair and you know Cheryl thinks I was just ignoring her but she says something to me and I can't hear her you know <laughs> I hear her just ringing and most of the time we won so I had a smile on my face sitting there but uh, I, uh, I I think that uh, one of the things that I'll always really be grateful for is it was weird because I sat in my office a lot of summers with jackhammers just you know shaking the building but for them to to update this building the facility and make it real for a long time in the future i, I think is a great foresight on the from the university planners but uh, a great advantage for us and uh, our athletic program my grandkids are getting restless here okay all right Thank you so much. And uh, if I forgot anybody here, I mean, I, my goodness, it's, 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 it's a great group. Maybe we should go to Sundance and have a party. <laughs> I threw a party for my wife's 50th birthday at Sundance. It was one of the best parties we've ever had. <laughs> and you know what, media guys, I'd actually invite you guys if I did that. <laughs> okay? All right. Thank you very much. Go Cougs.